This is Gospel Spotlight, 1440 WMKM, Meaningful Making News. I'm your host, Juanita Caesar. Our power scriptures for today is Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge and a very present help in trouble. Psalms 42.2. Therefore, will we not fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the sea? Ephesians 1.3, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Community information, free thrill homework uh, workshops. Um, ask for your free family wish organization um, pamphlet, which is 248-937-0317. Free Cemetery Workshops, Claire Monroe, 313-282-8131. Mommy Me, Free Diapers, 313-757-5427 for babies up to three years old. Our pastor spotlight is Pastor Lee Cobbs of New St. Luke Church, and that's located at 13509 McKay, Detroit, Michigan. The phone number is... 734-334-3343 and he also is at Full Gospel Christian Center at 5569 Townsend, Detroit, Michigan and that service is 3 o'clock making a difference in the community. Today we are blessed with part 2 of um, nutrition and um, wellness and we have Lisa A. Smith here with us today to talk about um, health, plant-based food, and um, behavior change. She has such a intensive background. She's a certified uh, personal trainer. She also um, uh, handles behavior change specialists through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And she also has a degree in psychology, a master's in business administration, and is currently pre-med at Wayne State University. Um, she is a certified plant-based nutritionist from Cornell University, and she's also the founder of Black Health Academy and Professionally Fit. How are you doing again, Lisa? I'm so glad you came back to share this time with us. Yes, Juanita. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm hoping that the uh, audience is ready to get some um, health and wellness information. If you could just, you know... Um, maybe we need to recap about the last uh, program we did. We talked about how yes. um, our nutrition and our health affects us mentally, physically, yes. and psychologically. Yep. So you want to do a little recap on that? Yeah. So last time I was here, we talked about how clearing your body out of, of those toxins makes room and makes you available to elevate on different frequencies. Mm -hmm. And so being available for that type of connection whether it be spiritual, metaphysical, you know, or physical, is really, really powerful because a lot of us kind of stay in pretty much a low frequency our whole life. And so last time I was here, we talked about using plants and using your plate to pretty much clear your body of those impurities 
and um, be available for a certain level of growth, self-development and self-awareness that is not available to most people. Just because we're constantly clogged with stress, we're constantly clogged with environmental toxins, nutritional toxins, you know, we're constantly bogged down with financial, familial, relational or career stress. And so being able to tap into your health on all of those levels that you named earlier is really powerful. So I'm excited to continue the conversation today and get down to the nitty-gritty about what your plate should really look like what fascinated me is when we talked about how you actually begin to save and conserve energy um, when you're eating plant-based uh, food yes which is uh, allows you to have more clear revelations and also be a little bit more decisive quickly because you're plugged in spiritually more and we talked about how that can actually give you a quantum leap yes Absolutely. Today, I want to get real deep because one of the greatest addictions I think that Americans have without realizing it is sugar. Oh, Juanita. Yes. So my question to you is how bad is it as far as Americans being addicted to sugar? Mm -hmm. How is it affecting us? And what are some of the things that we can do to... um, turn that around in our life. Absolutely. So you're absolutely correct. Sugar is by far one of the biggest addictions that we Americans are facing. And it is one of the most detrimental ones to our health. Well, let's just be clear. First and foremost, sugar is a drug. Just like heroin, just like cocaine, sugar is a drug. Um, It is extracted from its original plant source, right? It is isolated and concentrated. And so that, that makes the potency of it that much more higher, right? It impacts our brain functioning. When we consume sugar, the same area that lights up in our brain, if we were to take a drink of alcohol or snort a line of cocaine, is the same area that lights up in our brain if we eat sugar, right? And so that pleasure center in our brain is extremely heightened and magnified. And so we were, we're releasing these happy neurotransmitters, these, these, this dopamine every time we get a hit of sugar and it makes us want more and more and more of it. So what people normally find is that when they try and reduce their sugar, it doesn't necessarily make a huge difference because you're still consuming it, even if it's in smaller quantities and we crave what we consume regardless of the amount. And so the more we have it, the more we want it. And so sugar is a drug. And so I want to be very clear about that. If you ever have tried to kick sugar, what happens? Usually you have withdrawal symptoms like you do with any other drug. If you consume a lot of sugar and you try to give it up, just go cold turkey. You probably had headaches. You probably had mood swings. You probably were lethargic. And then just like any drug, you think about it all the time. You're trying to fight the urge to, you know, have more of it. You have all of those characteristics that are present with any other narcotic. And so I want to make it very clear that sugar takes a hold of our minds, our bodies, right? Physiologically, it's really, really powerful. Now, what does it do inside of our bodies? Number one, sugar extracts moisture from our cells and causes neuropathy. Before you go there, I, okay. I have to say this. Okay. You, when you said that sugar was a drug, you floored me. Okay. You really, really floored me. And I know my listeners are floored too, you know, because we consume sugar, but we... We never think of it as a drug. No. And maybe if we were thinking of it as a drug, we might have been able to deal with it even better. A but little to, differently, you right. Know, to, for you to say it 
and were to throw me in shock that that sugar is actually a drug we talk about it when we see kids bouncing around we say oh he having a sugar attack right but we never look at it as a drug i never thought of it as a drug it's powerful and and then i thought to myself it's just like um cigarettes and um things of that nature Mm -hmm. we the more you smoke the more you 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 need to smoke because that's right so powerful and you build up the a tolerance and you build up the tolerance that's right like and any then, other drug and if sugar is a drug like um cigarettes no wonder so many people um hooked on sugar that's right because they don't know they're hooked on it that's and right you can't you can't deal with something that you're not aware of. You're right. There's a lot of addicts, right? And most of us actually know, but you're right. Some of us don't. And then we're starting our children out very young, getting them hooked, right? So by the time they're adolescents and by the time they're making their own food decisions, they already have the addiction because we start their day off with sugary cereal with a side of orange juice, with a piece of toast with jelly on it. We load them up with sugar, then we send them to school, and they're overly stimulated by all the colors in the classroom and everything that's going around them, and then we want to diagnose them with things like ADHD and all of these things when really it's their diet. Well, and then I'm having a flashback to my father. He never really cared about sweets and sugar mm-hmm. you know when mm-hmm. i was growing up mm-hmm. but i noticed in his latter years he acquired such a taste for sugar mm-hmm. so which means that i didn't even realize that that his sugar tolerance had built up in his older age and he ate more sugar than he probably ate his whole lifetime right and you know sugar i think i mentioned it last time um you know alzheimer's is now being called diabetes 3 because of how linked it is to sugar Hmm. so and when we talk about our seniors and when we talk about people getting older and when things like dementia or alzheimer's begin to set in and we start seeing you know memory lapse a lack of ability to concentrate that's all sugar that Um, sugar so maybe the addiction has capped so high oh absolutely transfer into to to something else which could be alzheimer's and and right so we begin to see all these neurodegenerative diseases right and we think it's just old age not the case it's our diet and we've laid the foundation for that years upon years of eating these high sugary foods and 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 it's not all our no it's not all your fault a lot of it is orchestrated because these big food companies they spend millions of dollars to have chemists in a lab 24 7 around the clock formulating these chemical formulas and compounds to make sure your brain is constantly addicted to their product. So we're dumping sugar in everything. I think ketchup probably has more sugar than anything. Sugar, or excuse me, ketchup, pasta sauces, salad dressings, all of our condiments, all of your processed foods, because sugar and salt are preservatives. So it's sugar on top of sugar. It's sugar on on top top of of sugar. sugar. And on top of salt. You got it. And, and a lot of these things are disguised as health foods, right? A lot of us are eating new, uh, Nutri-Grain or uh, protein bars for breakfast, thinking we're making a good choice. A lot of us are buying, you know, these smoothies from these places, thinking they're, you know, healthier um, when it's just made with syrup, right? And so there's so many ways that they hide the sugar in the food, but then they put things on the front of the label to give you the impression that you're making a healthy choice for yourself and your family. And that's not the case. So that's a 
the illusion that they're selling you from and they're even making the, the labels look healthy. Oh, absolutely, right? There's so much psychology that goes into marketing a food product from the color to the font to all of these things. And so it says stuff like fi high fiber, heart healthy, right? Uh, your daily recommended intake of vitamin C, D, K, whatever. And all of those things may be true, but what it's not telling you is that there's four different types of sugar in this product and you're getting upwards of 15 to 20 grams of sugar per serving. You know, we're drinking juice, right? Apple juice, orange juice. We think that's healthy, mm -hmm. but it's not because it's lacking the fiber. So it instantly causes our blood glucose to shoot up so you know it's 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 a great blend of miseducation and then manipulation so so what we're actually doing is burning ourselves out with sugar absolutely mm. absolutely then a second thing that does uh that probably adds to that is that we have a uh instant society mentality and we want to plant a tomato today and pick it tomorrow nobody wants to spend the time preparing their own foods or preparing um, healthy foods mm -hmm. or take the time to read labels. You know, they just want to, you know, eat and get it done and move Instant. on to the next thing. Absolutely. We live in a microwave society. So you're absolutely right to, to dial back and realize that you have to physically put in energy to prepare your food, to research your food, to understand what's going in your body, to read medications that a doctor tries to prescribe to you, to make sure that you know what's going in your body from your hair products to your toothpaste to your deodorant. You know, it takes a lot of energy to be more aware on a daily basis. And like you said, it's just much easier to allow somebody else to do the work for us and trust them. But we can't, we can't afford to do that because I don't know if you heard, but just recently they came out and announced that the life expectancy of the whole country has dropped by two years and wow. how are we advancing in technology and sciences and medicine yet where our life expectancy is on a decline that doesn't add up mm. so yeah you're right we can no longer be slaves thing, to instant gratification when i was younger i didn't hear a whole lot of uh, about um a lot of people having diabetes or um alzheimer's mm -hmm. and, and things like that so if they're connected to sugar mm -hmm. and diabetes definitely is for sure okay yeah um then we need to really begin to quit trusting commercials uh quit trusting uh the fast food people that's right uh, and begin to trust ourselves to love ourselves enough to begin to read, um, research, and become an expert on what's best for our own bodies. That's right. That's right. You have to be your own health advocate. Absolutely. And being a senior citizen is cannot be used as an excuse no. because the price you pay is the decline in your um, health and, and possibly shortening the, the span of your life. Absolutely. Or... Or completely disrupting the quality of your life, right? Maybe you will be here for another 15, 20 years. But what does the quality of your life look like, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of people believe that death is the ultimate, the ultimate, you know, result, the, the finality. But it's not. It's living and having a really low quality of life where you're dependent on medications or other people 
or assisted living facilities to care for you because you're unable to do it for yourself, right? In a lot of those cases, unfortunately, um, you know, death is welcomed because the life that they're living is so, you know, it's just so low. It's just, you know, not tolerable. Um, and, and so I want to be clear that it's not just passing. That's, that's what we're avoiding. It's literally not being self-reliant. And, you know, that is usually a bigger burden on most people than, you know, anything else, because a lot of times with seniors, we see an increase in depression because they feel like they're such a burden on their family and their loved ones because they can't do for themselves anymore. Right. And so we, you know, see seniors going through these mental breakdowns because of that and um, not realizing that a lot of that can be reversed and rectified with nutrition. So. We, we have to come to the point that we look at our life and realize that what we have been doing and how we have been living has not been um, serving our, uh, us the, the highest quality of life that we would like. Mm-hmm. And then we have to ask ourselves, well, if that hasn't been working, what do I have to lose by trying life on another level? There you go. And at least give um being a a plant-based diet or a vegan diet at least give it a chance long enough to experience whether it changes our life and gives us a better quality of life and if it doesn't and it i mean and you want to go back to the way you were that's on you but Mm -hmm. we'll never know if we don't take that step toward that's right um being uh a vegetarian and then pay attention to the, the quality of life while we're doing that. And I would think that we would have to at least give it six months or a year to be able to see the transformation come in our life. Right. And so a couple things about that. Number one, I don't care about the title you give it. A lot of people these days have a lot of apprehension because they don't want the title. They don't want to be called a vegetarian. They don't want to be called a vegan. They don't want to be called, you know, these names. And so they try to, they try to avoid these societal expectations that comes with these titles so much that they, you know, overlook the biggest piece here and that's what's on that plate that's what you're eating right so you don't have to subscribe to a certain label you just need to make sure that you're putting whole real food in your body so you said about six months to a year results happen immediately Juanita that's what's the fascinating thing about this no I said that because I figure if you don't give it six months or a year yeah you you won't get the full benefit of of seeing and get into the habit. I agree with you. And, and shift into the um, yes. different areas. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with you. The, the, by far, the longer you do a good thing, the better your results will mm-hmm. be. Absolutely. But I also want people to understand that it, it when you start giving your body the raw materials they need to thrive, drinking more water, all of these things, the reversal of that, you know, disease, the rever- the reversal or the attempt of your body to get down to its ideal weight and all those things begins immediately. The the all the biggest results that you'll get transitioning to this lifestyle, you'll never physically see. 
if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. you won't see your blood pressure going down, the mucus in your body clearing up, your arteries opening back up, your blood, you know, now flowing properly. But the, you'll feel it. But you'll feel it, right? And so a lot of times they're looking for their, those numbers, right? We're looking for numbers on the scale, looking for inches. And if we don't see those numbers, we think we're not getting results. So I just want to make it very clear to people that when you stop putting these toxins and these impurities into your body, your body begins to self-correct absolutely immediately because our body works every single day to undo or reverse the damage we do to it every single day. We pour so much crap into our bodies voluntarily, environmentally, mentally. We pour all these toxins to our body. Um, and so our body is always fighting against us, right? So if we would work in conjunction with our body to be hit, to heal us, results happen immediately. So you don't have to wait long. I mean, I have clients who, you know, uh, wake up every day with headaches. And soon as I got her drinking water, like she should every day and got some processed meat out of her diet, the headaches went away. I mean, after one week, you know, I have clients who soon as they give up the dairy, right, they're no longer having the, the cramps. They're no longer, um, inflamed. They're no longer getting, um, having, you know, adverse effects from allergies and sinuses and, and asthma with, in a week or two. So I want to make it clear. You're right. Six months to a year. Absolutely. But results, things start happening right away. Well, that's the best blessing then because you begin to heal from the inside out. There you go. Instead of trying to work from the outside in. That's right. So don't think about what you need to consume, like a, you know, a, a multivitamin or some type of protein powder or some type of meal replacement shake or some type of low carb diet. Don't think of it that way. Think about, you know, removing the toxins and they'll then we'll introduce the good stuff, but remove the bad stuff first. What stuck with me from uh, part one mm-hmm. was that you said, once you were into the plant-based foods and your transformation was was coming, you weren't willing to trade that for anything else. The way you were feeling, you didn't want to trade that to go back to the old. The way you were looking, you weren't willing to trade that to go back to your old habits. I'm never going back. I'm never going back. The old me no longer exists. I'm so happy to have gotten rid of her. And I'm so happy to have won because every day it really is a battle between the old you and the new you. And and what's so unfair about this battle is that the old you has been doing it so long that she knows all the tricks, all the triggers. She knows exactly what to tell you. To help you slide back. To help you slide back, right? Into that comfort zone. So the new you, you know, she's, she's, she's you know, an amateur, right? And so you're constantly every day trying to build her up and build her and make her stronger so that she can beat that old you. Okay. And <laughs> what what are some of the things that really help you to gain control over um, letting sugar go? Mm-hmm. Um, so one would be education, mm-hmm. uh, being in the know, right? Really being in the know, studying um, this nutrition, learning as much as I can, whether that be from coaches or courses or books or documentaries, um, or podcasts, but really being educated because I have this thing, like once I know, you know how people say, uh, if you know better, you do better. 
that's not really true. That's, mm. that's not really true for the average person. A lot of us know a lot better and we just don't do it, right? But lucky for me, it works. When I know better, I do do better, right? Okay, so that's one. Number two, um, I really pride myself on being a finisher. So I most people are phenomenal starters, right? And we used to give a lot of credit just for starting, right? Just Just start. Just don't worry about, you know, where the pieces may fall or land. Just start. But we're not finishing. We're not finishing. And I refuse to fall into that 80% of the population that never loses the weight. I refuse to fall into that 80%. 80% of people who try never succeed. Throughout their whole life, they yo-yo, they try different methods, and they never succeed. And so um, I'm not going to be in that category because I'm a finisher. And, and I, I hold myself um, with a high level of integrity and I really believe in doing what I say I'm going to do. So for me, it was about building up character traits, discipline and willpower, you know, um, integrity, being a woman of my word to myself. We expect everybody else to keep their word to us. You said you were going to do this. You didn't do what you say you're going to do. We'll call a company. Your product didn't do what it said it was going to do, but you let yourself down every day. Right. You said you're going to do this thing and you haven't done it yet. What are some things that you do to uh, hold yourself accountable? So I have small checks and balances. So a real life example, I drink a gallon of water a day. I love red wine. I'm not allowed to have real wine until I've drank my gallon. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's just like a real world example of how I have checks and balances. Right. I implement the power of no. I don't just tell myself yes to everything I want without other things being done and accomplished. So I set micro goals for myself. So a micro goal for someone might be, okay. I'm going to drink 30 ounces of water within 30 minutes of waking, which everybody should be doing, by the way. So that's a micro goal. Now, your overarching goal is to drink half your body weight in water per day, right? So a 200 pound person would drink hundred ounces a day, but you're going to set the, break that hundred ounces down into small micro goals. So the biggest mistake most of us make is making these big impossible goals, setting these big metrics, and then we fail. And when we don't succeed, we're really hard on ourselves. Mm. So micro goals are really, really important. And then it, uh, celebrating the non-scale victories. Um, is there anything else that we need to be really aware of um, that can is, what are some of the things that we can say to ourselves on a daily basis to keep ourselves on track and to help us keep a made up mind? Yes. Well, um, number one is the absence of disease. It's not the presence of health. That's a recurring mantra in my life. So understanding that just because you haven't been diagnosed with something doesn't mean you're healthy. Right. Mm -hmm. So the absence of disease is not the presence of health when it comes to foods like sugar and things that you are trying to get away from. Don't say I can't have that. Say I don't want that. Not I can't have that. I don't want that. Meaning I know it's available to me. It's always going to be available to you. Pizza isn't going anywhere. Cupcakes isn't going anywhere. You know, candy isn't going anywhere. So it's not that I can't have that. You can have that. I choose not. Exactly. And so you have to trick your subconscious into believing these new mantras. And so, and then the more you say no, the more no becomes second nature. So get into the routine of saying no to yourself when you want something, especially if you haven't hit your other metrics for that day. And if you choose to say no, then you're not creating a resistance. It's a choice that you're making, not 
you know, I can't have. Right. Because we binge and stuff because we believe, oh, I know I'm not supposed to be eating this corned beef sandwich and French fries. So let me just gobble it down now and then I'll get back on track. But once you understand that it's always available to you and you're just making a choice in your life at this point to work on something that's imminent, then it becomes a little easier to digest the fact that it's not any shame in eating those things. I'm just choosing not to have them right now. So, um, I was looking at your bio. So one of the things that we could probably say is that, um, tell ourselves that we're falling in love with fitness and nutrition mm-hmm. and self-development mm-hmm. because then we begin to program ourselves, um, from our core being until it becomes an uh, automatic response. Yes. Yeah, everything negative that you say about health and wellness, flip it on its head. So if you say, always say, I hate working out and it hurts, say how much you love working out and how good it feels. Even if you're lying, just say it. (laughs) And I know you you have a bachelor's in psychology. How has that really helped you? We don't have much time left to to be able to, to talk yourself into doing what needs to be done. Yeah, really powerful. Understanding the psyche and the psychology of humans is really important when it comes to behavior change because this health thing is a major, major thing for most people, right? Mm -hmm. And it's way more than surface level. So I never go into a coaching session with a client thinking, you know, why can't you do this? Just give up the sugar. Just stop drinking that. Just stop eating that. We got to get down to the psychology of why you're making the choices you're making and your self-worth okay tell our listeners how they can contact you for both your uh, businesses and give the title and everything absolutely my first company is professionally fit which is a coaching company um we i coach individuals uh small groups and organizations to health and wellness and that's professionallyfit.co and that phone number is 313-335-1400 my second company is the black health academy which is a on-demand membership platform so all my master classes workouts nutrition right at your fingertips on your cell phone or your computer and that's the blackhealthacademy.com the blackhealthacademy.com i am so thankful that you created the black uh, academy because what you're doing is making sure that you're a part of the solution and healing for for our people Absolutely. thank you so much for being a part of gospel spotlight this is 1440 wmkm meaningful making news i hope we have given you some information that will Transform the quality of your life. Pass the information on. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening in.